Welcome to a beautifully scented Haiku P podcast, episode 18 of the second series. I'm Patricia, and this week I'm bringing you a selection of Haiku and Senryu on the topic of flowers. I love flowers. They have such an uplifting effect on the soul, don't you think? Today, some verses have already been published, but many are written by you and blooming here for the first time. Thank you to all of you wonderful poets out there for brightening my days with your verses. As usual, the show notes will have all the verses and some extra info on the poets, so if you'd like to read as well as listen, you can head to the Poetry P website and enjoy the haiku and senryu at your leisure. I hope you enjoy what's to come, but whether you do or don't, send me an email and let me know. The podcast can only be better if you help me. Shall we start? I think we should. As usual, I'll start with the pieces I've read in other publications and which have stood out for me. Poets name first, followed by their work. Matsukaze. Pruning camellias. I enjoy smoking a little weed. Henry W. Kreuter. Red tulips outside my dentist's window open wider. H.F. Noise. Upright and early arranging flowers to look unarranged. Karen Hoy. The detail from a broad brush. Sunflowers. Long dry season. The last flower. A baboon snack. And now from you, verses on the theme of flowers, written just for us. This week, I'm going to begin this section with verses from poets that are new to the podcast. First up, Evelyn Quake. Originally from Singapore, she now lives in London, where she runs workshops on Tibetan medicine, yoga and meditation. What Evelyn enjoys from a haiku is strong visual imagery which awakens the inner self. Can she awaken your inner self? In her overgrown garden, red tulips drink the rain. Has it been a year? Jonathan Roman, writing for us from the US. Now, in addition to writing haiku, Jonathan also writes other forms of poetry and fiction too. He enjoys the puzzle element of haiku and its playfulness. Playfulness? Now, we've not heard that before on the podcast, but I like it. Jonathan has a few recommendations for those of us who want to improve our skills. He suggests we go to conferences. Yes, there are conferences about haiku. I know the British Haiku Society have one, and there was a recent Haiku North America one. Why not check out your local association? Jonathan's also given me another book to put on my Christmas list, Lee Gerger's A Poet's Guide. By the time this podcast goes out, Jonathan will have had his first book of Haiku, Haiga and Haibun published. Congrats, Jonathan. He's written them in and about Iceland, a country that's on my visit list. You can find out more on the show notes, 
But for now, let's hear a couple of examples of his work. Ongoing pruning of my son's synapses. Rose garden. Frozen ground at the memorial. Plastic flowers. And staying in the US, we're going to visit with S. Zylenga. Or Z to his friends. He writes for us from a small town in Iowa, where he's the custodian of a small brick church. I know this keeps him busy, but it also allows him the space to explore his thoughts. What a great job. Or at least, it sounds like one. He came to Haiku, or more accurately, he returned to Haiku in an intriguing way, via a deep study of Hebrew biblical poetry. Stupidly, I'd never thought of the Bible as poetry, but he tells me it has much in common with haiku. What? Well, Hebrew poetry incorporates parallelism or juxtaposition and metaphor. Like many of us, he tries to use juxtaposition within the haiku to create a metaphor, an unseen picture in people's heads, or a bit of a mystery to solve. Zed uses Alan Summers' excellent blog, Area 17, as one of his resources for learning. So do I. It's an excellent go-to blog. Now, some of his work. Evening shadows, the tulips crossing the street. Hydrangea blossom, the full moon balanced atop a tall tree. Ibrahim Clouds is not our first poet from Africa, but a rare thing indeed for the podcast. Ibrahim writes from Nigeria. An architect by trade, he writes haiku as a form of meditation. I always ask poets what in their opinion makes a good haiku, and Ibrahim tells me that he believes a good coup is one that shows the world we believe we know to us in another way one that takes us to a new dimension within the cosmos. Has he done this with his coup? Let's find out. First date. The expectation of everything but flowers. Connor McClellan is a student at Wichita State University. Funny how you hear a certain word or a place name and it plays something in your head. Now, I might be showing my age here, but I can hear Glenn Campbell singing Wichita Lineman. Can you? Anyway, Connor is relatively new to the art of haiku. For him, it's become a way of capturing moments in his life that he finds memorable and sharing them with others so they can experience them as well. Here's a chance for us to immerse ourselves in a snippet of Connor's life. Honeysuckle sweet, long days in the holly bush, hazy days of youth. Erin Castaldi is the poet laureate for the city of Summers Point, New Jersey. Who knew that towns had poet laureates? I think it's time to petition my village to appoint one. As someone who runs her own business, Erin must be pretty busy. But she says that as she has control over her life, she can create poetry, more or less, when she wants. Although she has other pastimes, like photography, painting, reading, haiku is a passion, or as she puts it, an obsession. 
The more she learns about it, its history, its culture, roots, the more she's sure she has found a home. With her haiku, she tries to redefine the familiar. I wonder, has she done that for you? Let's find out. On the wind, scent of thunder and honeysuckle. Pepper blossoms, cupped fingers lift late spring mist. If you'd like to read more, Erin has a book coming out this month. More details in the show notes. David Rudd Mitchell is from Slough in the UK. He's a keen walker, writer and reader who writes haiku as a way of being still. He's previously been published by Zen Space and had a haiku included in the Diversify, Poetry and Art on Britain's Urban Birds Anthology, which was published in 2018 by Fairacre Press. David suggests that keeping a haiku diary is a good way to improve. I guess by doing that you can chart your progress and see if you write in a particular style or have topics that you return to. Another good idea he had is to read the thoughts of editors of haiku journals and anthologies. And I'd add to that reading the comments by competition judges as another way to haiku enlightenment. So, from David to us. Autumn Chill she stoops to plant next spring's bulbs with three grandchildren. White flowers along the forest's long path, a scent of garlic. Roberta Beach Jacobson is our next poet. She has a website that made me laugh out loud. Go along and have a look. I recommend the About page. A student, not just of haiku, but all short poems, she definitely tries to encourage us to smile, for which I say thank you. She says of herself, Besides poetry, I write greeting cards, game clues and flash fiction. Anything to avoid a day job. Good on you, Roberta. And now, her verse. Four tomato plants, the salads of summer. Mal Ward, from Lincolnshire in the UK, has been writing haiku for a wee while. Four years, actually. She's been published in many journals, such as Fresh Out Magazine, Cat Tales, Plum Tree Tavern, Whispers in the Wind, Haiku Universe, Hedgerow, and, most recently, Frog Pond. She finds joy in haiku, as I'm sure we all do. So here's some haiku from Mal. Little white dress, poppies bloom by the drive-by. Wilting flowers, the dementia patients outlive their minds. Amanda Bell is from Ireland, more precisely Dublin, where she's a writer and editor. Actually, she's assistant editor of the Highburn Journal, which I think many of us will know. She's a published haijin. One of her collections of haiku and haibun, Undercurrents, won second prize in the HSA Canterman Merit Book Awards and was shortlisted for a Touchstone Distinguished Books Award by the Haiku Foundation. Kudos, Amanda. 
She's had other books published, and I'll put the info in the show notes. Do go along and have a look. Let's hear some of Amanda's work. June afternoon. Magnified by raindrops, the foxglove's dappled silk. White hyacinths outside the convenience store. Pale moon rising. Thanks to all the wonderful poets who've written for us for the first time. I really hope we'll hear from you again. Now we turn to our regular contributors, who I'm absolutely delighted to feature as well. Hello again, my friends. Wayne Kingston. Warming wind, plum blossoms sigh, snow angels rise. Baron Saha. My garden never has darkness. Tulip bulbs. John McManus. Forget-me-nots. A girl I don't recognise gives me a hug. Withered flowers. I catch her snooping through my phone. Mani Shangmukham. Sunflower field. Moon successfully turns the shadows. Mariela Gonzalez. Amazon jungle. She appears nude, the orchid. Here's one from me. Misty rain. The orchids play dead in the florist. Patrick Stevens. How can we die now while flowers float in the air far from winter's tears? The old woman rests faded blooms on the carved stone. Grey clouds passing. Giddy Nielsen sweep. Small white cup. Flowers drop to reveal blueberries. Cray Kitna. A drift in honeysuckle aroma, springtime hammock. David A. Estringle. Velvet petals peek through briars and brambles. Hope emerges. Peter Draper. At the bronze plinth's base, a scented hyacinth. Andrew Sire. Veteran at rest. Forever young among vivid red poppies. Flowers and feelings, another of nature's blends spanning emotions. Kim Russell. Bees hum flower compositions, each petal a note. Elaine Patricia Morris. Abundant hedgerow. Honeysuckling bees also creep along. Paddy White. Summer bee joyrides mum to mum. Delicate, yet unafraid of the pluck. Pearl. Passiflora, summer heat in Tokyo. James Young. Lavender falls upon the daisies, then the rain stops. Professor R.K. Singh. A tiny spider on the marigold sucking its golden hue. 
No one at home before the paper deity. Dead flowers. Hifsa Ashraf. Blue dahlia, the depth of her scars. M. Shane Pruitt. Softly humming as she tends the flowers, a bumblebee. Queen Anne's lace blankets the meadow, but sparsely. There's a wee joke in there. See if you can spot it. Wendy C. Bilek. Fire-dancing vine, a hummingbird enters an orange trumpet. Waiting for spring, wisteria vine weaves a basket. Lovette Carter. Light showers, a little daffodil rests its head. Lilac. My sister calls me from home. Now I said to Lovette, Every time I read that, I want to read it like this. And she was quite okay if I share it with you. Lilac. My sister calls me home. Richard Sharma. Budding lotus, slowly unfolding her acceptances. Camellia in snow, taking back my words, silently. David Oates Winter Crocus bulbs cocked and aimed Summer afternoon A long necklace of clover flowers Richard Bailey Assault rifle spree Yellow roses of Texas Coffin adornment Colourful poppy Source of opium Deadly potential Maniko Takahashi Lizards talk of occasional bouquets at a woman's window. Isabel Caves Hospital room Lilies on the windowsill bright with rain. And lastly, but definitely not least, Robert Horobin. Summer breeze The cut flowers are still Thank you to everyone who's taken part in the podcast. I do really enjoy your work. And if there's anyone listening who would like to take part but hasn't emailed me a submission yet, well, the next topic is spirits. Interpret the word any way you like and send me your work. Deadline the 14th of October. I'm often programmed to be kind. It's been a pleasure reading these haiku and senryu this week. My sincere thanks to everyone who's come along and listened. Knowing I have company makes a huge difference, and so feel free to email me comments and thoughts. All are welcome. Next time, I'll be celebrating two years of the podcast, how that time has flown, and having a look at children's haiku. I know some of you write haiku for children. Why not send me some to feature? Deadline, 30th of September. Until next time, keep writing... Please go to the website and read through all the fantastic verses I've read out today. It's great to hear them being read out, but it's also a joy to read them and roll them about in your head. If there's anything missing, just email me and I'll sort it out. Ciao!